Everybody in here is worth more than what you think you're worth because God doesn't make junk and he made you in his image and you shouldn't judge yourself about where you live, what you drive, what you wear. That's not it. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as we continue to look at what extreme money makeover might look like for us, for you today. And uh, one of the things that you point out, Pastor, so well is that there is worth and there is dignity in each individual. And it can be so easy for us to get a warped sense of the value that God says that we have. Right, because we're inundated uh, with television, and uh, it tells us that we're not worth anything unless we have this or have yeah. that. And too many people judge their self-worth by their net worth. You know what I do to show uh, our congregation how much they're worth to God? I take a $100 bill. Mm-hmm. And I say, anybody want it? And people raise their hands. Then I crumble it up. I say, anybody still want it, even though I just crushed it, and everybody raised their hand. Yeah. Then I step on it, and I say, anybody still want it, and everybody still raised their hand. Then I go like this, like I'm spitting on it. Yeah. And I say, does anyone still want it? And they all raise their hand. And the first thing I say is, well, you're not getting it because you know this is a sermon illustration, and I'm not getting in trouble with my wife by giving somebody a $100 bill. (laughs) But you get the idea. This $100 bill did not lose its value no matter what I did to it. Hmm. And some of you have gone through some traumatic things, some tests and trials that have been devastating, that have been destructive. Yeah. But yet, in the eyes of God, you have not lost your value. And I think it's so important that we know that, that he cannot love us less and he cannot love us more because he loves us with the highest kind of love that there is, agape love. Now, you tie that together with our stewardship, and here's what you find. I have learned how to be content with what I have. Mm, And so if I'm content, then I will not allow greed, appetite, avarice, or ambition to cause me to go into debt, Mm -hmm. to get a bigger car. I'll say things like, well, wait a minute. My car can get me from point A to point B. That's what it's supposed to do. Right. You know, now I'd like to look good and all of those kind of things, but if it's doing what it's supposed to do, why do I need to go out and upgrade and get something more expensive? That is a great place to pause and get into today's teaching. So stick with us as we continue an extreme money makeover. Here is Pastor Ford. Mama used to say, got a Cadillac and you're sleeping in the trunk and you're cooking on the hood. She used to say, you got champagne taste and you ain't even got beer money. And so it entices us. Why? Okay, okay, you know, I'm just going to talk about myself. I ain't going to talk about you. Uh, At home, and and I rushed out, and it's a busy day. It's been a busy week. I've been going all week. I ain't been home one night. I forgot to bring. I have four black envelopes. Now, who know uh, what those black envelopes are? Anybody? The black, I got four black envelopes in the mail in the last six years. I kept them all. Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of credit card? 
a black card. They send it to you, and when the first time I got it, I showed it to my wife. I said, look here, sugar babe. She said, what's that? I said, you don't know what this is? They're going to offer me a million-dollar line of credit. And I opened it up, and I showed it to her. See, I don't have to fill out an application or anything. I am somebody. Yeah, they're going to give me a million dollars worth of credit. And I put it in my illustration file. And then a couple of years later, another one. Then the next year, another one. I have four of them. You say, why didn't you cash in? I don't trust me with a million dollars. Listen, I ain't filling them out. I'm married. <laughs> Be coming home talking about, baby, I need to talk to you. Yeah, and so what, I mean, the ease. Hey, guess what the first thing they're going to do to our college students that are leaving to go to college? They're going to offer them a credit card. They want to pile the debt on them before college so they can get all their money after college. The ease of getting credit is so easy now. Yeah, the eagerness to acquire. That's the second thing. Proverbs 19, 2. It says, it's dangerous and sinful to rush into the unknown. A man may ruin his chances by his own foolishness, and then he blames it on the Lord. God, I'm struggling. Well, why are you telling me? Because I got to get this credit card debt off of me. Well, look on those slips. Do you see my name signed on any of them? <laughs> hmm. And so what happens? See, this generation and many of us, we want it now. We don't want to wait for anything. As a matter of fact, how many boomers in the house? Everybody know who baby boomers are, right? How many boomers we got in the house? You know, remember, it took us 20 years to get where we are right now. They want it tomorrow. You know, I had somebody tell me they've been married for three years. Say, yeah, we want a, a marriage just like you and Sister Ford. I say, well, you ain't getting it with three years. <laughs> Next week, Tuesday, 47 years. Amen. Hey, blood, sweat, and tears from both of us. Yeah, it ain't come easy. Some of y'all know because you say, yeah, well, I'm here for one, and I'm, I'm telling you it's a, it's a struggle. And so what happens? We're contributing to it. We give them too much. It's too easy, too often. No chores, no responsibility, no accountability. I don't want my children to suffer like I suffer. Yeah. Well, you didn't turn out that bad. You give them the latest iPhone, the latest Jordans. Man, when we were coming up, I wonder how many remember in the baby boomer generation, pinto beans and ketchup. Oh, okay, some of us use hot sauce, pinto beans and hot sauce. Anybody remember that? Anybody remember we didn't go buy a gallon of milk? We bought a can of Pet or Borden, and then we got water, and we poured it in and made our milk from there. Our cereal boxes didn't have name brands on it. It said cornflakes. <laughs> Man, we, I mean, think about it. Mayonnaise sandwiches. Anybody ever eat any of them? 
ketchup in the bottle and the ketchup's gone, so you pour some water in, shake it up. Come on, help me now, somebody. Yeah, you remember it. I love, always love talking about the government cheese, man. Standing in line, getting that government, that cheese was good. You make that grilled cheese sandwich, that cheese stick to the top of your mouth, burn your mouth, you're oh my goodness. Chicken necks and backs. I was almost 18 before I got a chicken wing. I didn't know that a chicken had breasts. Preacher come over the house, we having chicken, we got necks and backs, he eating the breast and the legs and the wings. You know things change now, because I'm the preacher, I'm supposed to be getting the breast and the wings and the leg, and they still giving me the necks and the backs. And then little gizzards out of the bag, they give me. You remember, remember the big TV that was broke with the little black and white that was on it with the hanger that was the antenna with the aluminum foil wrapped around? Y'all ain't gonna pray with me in there. And, and so what do we do? Man, we learn the value of things. And now we don't want our children uh, to go through what we went through. And so what happens? It's just like a butterfly emerging from a cocoon. It's the struggle that helps it fly. And so look, look, I'm telling you, we're living in a day where we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to cut back. We're going to have to eliminate the enticement of this debt. Here's what it says, the enticement of debt. Our earnings don't match our yearning. So our yearnings are, are, are greater than our earnings. Proverbs 27, 20. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. They asked Rockefeller, how much money is enough? You know what he said? It's always just $1 more. It's always just $1 more. Wow. We're never satisfied. Ecclesiastes 6, 7 says this. All the labor of man is for his mouth. And yet the appetite is not filled. How many suits can you wear? How many shoes? I think that's something that all of us probably need to think about in some way or another. Maybe it's not shoes for you. Maybe it's cars. Maybe it's uh, certain types of clothing, video games, computer equipment, other technology, whatever it is. How much is enough? And I know I'm preaching to the choir here, too. We're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called An Extreme Money Makeover. And we will get back to this teaching in just a moment. But maybe as you've been listening to Pastor Ford talk about money, either in this short series or other uh, programs that he's preached, it's really made a difference in how you handle your finances. We'd be so encouraged to hear your story. Let us know how God is using Pastor Ford's teaching in your life. You can do that by coming to our website. It's treasuretruthradio.org and click on the contact button and let us know where you listen, why you listen, and what difference it's making. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org and click on contact. Once again, if you've just joined us, we're in a message called An Extreme Money Makeover as we continue to look at the encroachment of debt and the enslavement of debt. Here is Pastor Ford. Okay, I'll just tell on myself, I know you ain't never forget this. Uh, her mom came to live with us and uh, uh, she was ill. And so uh, I took mom shopping to Ultra uh, in uh, River Oaks. And so uh, mom said, you've been taking care of my daughter. You go ahead. I'll do the shopping. You just, whatever you want to do, 
Uh, you just do it and then come back in about a half hour, 45 minutes. Uh, so I said, okay, what am I going to do? Well, across the street was the dealership. And so I said, let me go look at cars. And so I went to cars, and you would not believe that man gave me such a deal. <laughs> I pulled back up. I was about 15 minutes late. Mom said, where have you been? And, and I said, Mom, you wouldn't even believe it if I told you. She said, but I've been waiting for you about 15 minutes. I said, come on, let's go to the car. She said, where is it? Where is it? I said, here it is right here. She said, that's a new car. I said, show you right. Show you right. And so I went home, and uh, the mom came in with a smile. And my wife said, what are you smiling at? What are you laughing at? She said, you'll find out. And, and so she said, what's she laughing at? I said, come here, let me show you. You went and bought a new car? Yeah, and you just fussed at me about the outfit I bought? I said, yeah, but we needed one. But I'm like, you know we couldn't afford this? Fast forward the video, four years later. Now mom is coming to live with us. And so uh, uh, she's ill, and uh, mom says, we're going to go shopping. We went to Ultra in River Oaks. She said to me, now, boy, now you, I'm going to do the shopping. You go somewhere, but you go somewhere and eat or something. Don't you go over to that dealership. I said, I ain't mama. I went over to that dealership, and that guy gave me such a deal. It was like I'd known him all my life. And when I came back, I had a smile on my face, and mama said, no, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. She said, no, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. We get home. My wife says, if you bought a new car, I'm going to cuss you out. I said, and you better get the cussing. <laughs> and, and, and you better use some big words, too. Now, now here's, here, you know, all jokes aside, I put us in financial difficulty that caused us to struggle, that caused me to really begin to look at her about how much money she spends and how she breaks our budget all the time. And we're arguing about it, but I'm the one that did it. Oh, guess what I did? For our 25th wedding anniversary, uh, we went to Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Yeah, man, no problem. I borrowed money. She said at our 26th wedding anniversary, what are we going to do? I said, we can't do anything. I'm paying for what we did last year. Then our 27th year anniversary, she said, what are we going to do? I said, we can't do nothing. I'm paying for our 25th anniversary. Now, whenever I borrowed the money to celebrate the 25th, you know what I said? I'm going to borrow this money. I don't care. We're going to have a good time. I don't care. I just have to pay it back because, you know, you only get one 25th year anniversary. But then I forgot, you only get one 26th year anniversary. And you only get one 27th year. And for four years, all we could do is just go to a restaurant. And I had to put that on the credit card. Because we weren't fiscally responsible. Thank God for Crown Ministries. And he's on with the Lord now, Larry Burkett. But he helped us get our act together when it came to the finances. And I can say right now, we're paying off our house. 
Uh, but that's all we owe. We don't have to sing the song of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I owe, I owe, so it's off the work I go. Yeah. And so we believe what the Bible says. Oh, no man, anything. And so then what do we need to do? We need to quit living above our means. We need to quit spending everything we get. Then our expectations are too high. Proverbs 12, 27. We see it, we want it, and we don't even use it. We have the accumulation of stuff that we don't use. We're wasting money. Here's our problem. We lack contentment. Here's what Timothy said. Timothy said, contentment with godliness is great gain. Discontentment does us all the time because we live in that instant age. I got to tell you this real quick. I, I guess I'm telling on myself today. I was up at 79th and, uh, at the McDonald's, and I went in to get me a fish sandwich, and, uh, well, actually two, and... Um, and I'm waiting at the window, and, and they're not coming with my fish. And when the young lady comes, I said, I said, you know, uh, this is supposed to be fast food. If I wanted slow food, I'd have went out and got me a, a, a pole, a rod and a reel, went out to Lake Michigan and fished and got the fish and then cooked it up and put it in the bread and put the cheese on it myself. She said, okay, Pastor Ford, don't be upset. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, uh, for you. And she said, uh, well, I'm in the teen group. Uh, we've been at the church about six or seven months, and my mom and dad love you, and that's why we're at the church. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, no. I hope she don't tell her. I know the first thing she said, guess who came to my window today? <laughs> yeah, and, and he didn't act like a pastor. As a matter of fact, he didn't act like a Christian. Why? Because I wanted it now with my fish sandwich. I'm hungry. And we do it, don't we? Come on now. Where's, where's the delayed, deferred gratification? When is it when we realize, hey, listen, listen, we don't actually have to have it. Hmm. Secondly, let's talk about the expression of our worth syndrome when it comes to debt. What do you mean by that, Pastor Ford? Proverbs 20 and verse 14 says that we have worth based on not what we have, but who God has made us. Now, get this, get this, get this. Here's what we do. Not all of us. We judge our self-worth by our net worth. Y'all looking at me like I'm, I'm saying something that ain't true. I mean, I mean, why do we want the name brand stuff? Why, why is it that it has to be a, a coach? A purse, just carry your stuff. But no, I want everybody to know it's a coach. And, and so people, oh, you got a coach. Oh, you got a Fendi. Oh, you got a Versace. Oh, you got them Jordans. I want to be like Mike too, rich. And he getting rich. They making those shoes over in China for less than a dollar a pair. And they're selling them here for two, three, four, five hundred dollars. Okay, let me ask you a question. Answer it out loud. Who is Venus Williams? You just told me what she did. You didn't tell me who she is. Because you don't know who she is. You only know what she does. 
You know what she has. You know her skills, but you don't really know who she is. Let me, let me just see if I can help you real quick. Because here's what God says, Colossians 2, 9, and 10. It says, he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You are completing him who's the head of all principality and power. God wants us to know our worth is made in the fact that we're made in his image. It's called the Imagio Dei. And we have personality, intellect, emotion, will, free moral agency. And so we then are people of worth. Everybody in here is worth more than what you think you're worth because God doesn't make junk and he made you in his image and you shouldn't judge yourself about where you live, what you drive, what you wear. That's not it. That's not it. It is he sandwiches our humanity in the middle of his deity and his sovereignty to let us know you sandwich between my deity and my sovereignty, you have value, you have worth, based on the fact that you're with me. That's it, you're with me. Look, here's what happened. Person says to me, hey, what are you and Sister Ford gonna do for your anniversary? I said, we're gonna go downtown, uh, get in the hotel, uh, you know, go to restaurants, maybe go to a show or a play. He said, you know, would you guys like to go to my condo in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico? I said, sure, you're right. He said, okay, 10 days. 10 days? Okay, sure, 10 days. Oh, man. So he put $3,000 in our pocket, put us in the first class in the plane, and we go down to Puerto Vallarta. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get down there, and we go to the desk, and we're excited. We're going to be there 10 days. And said, um, you know, I don't see your name here, Mr. Ford. Oh, you better see my name, man. We didn't, you know. Yeah, James Ford Jr. Look again, look again. He looks again, then he turns the thing around. Look for yourself. Your name is not on there. Then I said, oh, man, I got a call. And I called his name. And he said, oh, you're here. He sent you? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're staying in his condo. Why didn't you say that? I said, well, I mean, I thought it would be in my name. He said, no. He said, now, you and this is your wife? Yes, that's my wife. And you're going to have a great time here. Everything in this resort is available to you because of this person. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford. And unfortunately, we do have to pause the message right there, but we'll continue next time as we look at an extreme money makeover. You know, speaking of money, to be uh, just perfectly honest, it is your giving, your financial support that allows this program to be on this station each and every day. So thank you to those of you who are giving and supporting Treasure Truth and Moody Radio. It really is possible because of you. But if you've not given a gift before, I'd love to ask you to consider giving a gift today. You can always do that by coming to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. You can click on the link there that says make a donation and there you can give a one-time gift or an ongoing regular monthly gift. Both are important to keeping this program on this station. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org and click on the link that says make a donation. And thank you for doing that. Also want to say thanks to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Thank you for listening today. And I hope you'll join us next time for Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of the Moody Bible Institute.